thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Geekly Planet Podcast, where we talk about all things geek, because we all geek out about something, with your hosts, Pat Aldridge, TJ Tammer, and Matthew Hample. Make sure to check us out on the internet, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now on to this week's episode. Oh, it's so nice to have Aunt May back telling us that this call is being recorded, dude. Yep. It's so nice. I missed her. I'll be honest with you. Me too. So, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. It it has it has been a while since we since we talked sort of face to face. I mean, it's over the internet, but sure. I do see your face. So, so that's a, a right. beautiful thing. Um, so, yeah. Christmas happened, um, thanks to uh, Trey, our good friend, with his nice little Plex server. Uh, got to watch Wonder Woman 1984, which we'll get into. Uh, other, we have other Christmas goodies to get into as well. Um, but first, TJ, I think we should start out with where Discovery's at right now. Yeah, catch us up, take us through that, um, and then I'll <laughs> I'll lead us into my magnificent article that I yes, found. yes, you will. So, so Star Trek Discovery, they sent the the Starship Discovery into the future to save the the information that they got that um, from this life form that was has been traveling the galaxy for thousands upon thousands of millennia. Um, so has all this knowledge and everybody was after it. So the crew decided to go to the future. Well, the future isn't what we all thought it was or wasn't as bright. We find out that uh, every ship with that is powered by dilithium crystals exploded in something called the burn. Um, and Starfleet is basically in ruins. Uh, the last couple episodes though, um, I was kind of disappointed with, um, we, we took, uh, Giorgio from the alternate timeline, um, where she was basically, um, queen of the universe and brought her to the regular timeline. And, um, what we're finding out is that because the, uh, matters different by whatever um she is uh uh having some troubles and so they meet up and figure out how to how to help her but the problem is is that this spaceborne entity do you remember his name tj no i don't right off, not off the top of my head i meant to look okay. it up Okay. Well, anyway, he sends her back to her reality. And for two episodes, we're in the alternate timeline and everybody's evil and she's trying to um, kind of not make the same mistake that she's made because she's seen a better way to do it. And while I get we're trying to develop this character, um, I don't think... uh, while I love the alternate timeline in the first season, I don't think we needed to go back to it in order to fix this. And so 
I kind of felt like we put Discovery on hold to deal with George O. And then last week we went back and um, kind of found out what happened and why the burn happened and, and who's actually responsible for it. So uh, I feel better now that we're back on track, although I don't know kind of where this is going to go, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. I, I don't like it when I didn't like it when we took the little detour. I was like, this feels unnecessary. And um, and even if it was necessary, it wasn't what I wanted. So, right. you know, and that's I think it'll be fine. I like that we're back on track. Uh, still, still very much into, you know, uh the show and, and, and where I feel like we're headed. Yeah. But, uh, Those yeah, last thought, couple you know, episodes just were unnecessary. We're kind of, meh, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and that's I fine. That the, the funny thing is I thought that they were going to do like an offshoot show, Section 31, and she was going to be in charge. So now that she's gone, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Or, yeah. or are they going to do it in another timeline or whatever? So, yeah, I don't know. I, um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I put, even though we have it, well, we've canceled, um, well, we haven't canceled it, but you know, with CBS all access, Star Trek's really the only reason that we have that. But, um, uh, but, um, (laughs) I put the, uh, the, the physical copy, uh, on my Amazon wish list for Picard, and we haven't done all of our Christmas yet. Obviously, um, as we were talking about before we uh, hopped on the call, and so we'll do that at some point. But I know what was on my Christmas list, what is no longer on my Amazon. List. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Congratulations, so, my friend. Yeah, and so because I actually had the 4K Hobbit trilogy on there. And the 4K Lord of the Rings was getting out yet, and then uh, Picard and the Hobbit and Picard are both gone. And I got some Amazon gift cards, and so now the Lord of the Rings is gone. <laughs> so your relatives get you. They do. They, I mean, they they love you enough to get you what you want. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So, and this this will be like the third time I've bought the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, because I had the individuals and then I bought the extended editions and then I bought the right now I'm rocking the Blu-ray extended editions, but I wanted the 4K. So, of course you did, which leads us very nicely into this article that you uh, you (laughs) did. The greatest Christmas movie is The Lord of the Rings. (laughs) In GQ magazine of all places. So TJ, I'm just going to let you run with this, bro. Yeah. So it's you funny go. because we were talking about at, at Christmas, we were talking about the best Christmas movies and die hard. You know, that's facts, a hundred percent facts. And, and I was sharing the meme that compared die hard to white Christmas, which I love white Christmas, right? I love being, and but it was talking about it was it was like this checklist of how Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than White Christmas is. And that led me into because I guess Facebook or the NSA were listening on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when it does that. 
and right, that this time. that this article pops up from the British GQ, <laughs> and so oh gosh, but they posted it and. Uh, so basically, the the author goes through and talks about how he heard that New York was going to be hit with the first snowstorm of the season. So what did he do? He did the most pragmatic, survival-minded thing possible. He pulled out his Lord of the Rings extended edition DVDs, right, as any person should, because that's like 14 hours worth of uh, – That's wisdom right there. It's 100% wisdom, you know. And so uh, that, to be said – uh, when my 4K Hobbits and Lord of the Rings shows up, I will be watching those again in 4K uh, on my 70-inch TV. So, uh, basically, here's the deal. He, he's going to start. He starts with this. Uh, he said, basically or technically, Lord of the Rings are Christmas movies the greatest Christmas movies. And so he's got some bias and, you know, and he said he's not buying Funko Pops. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> cause, well, cause I had, you're wrong. I, okay, have you're wrong. I have Lord of the Rings Funko Pops, but you know, he's not staging the Lord of the things, uh, Lord of the Rings themed wedding. And, uh, but anyways, he said, but this person, he does own the Cimmerillion, which most casual fans don't. Which the easiest way to describe the Cimmerillion, it is basically a history book of Middle Earth. And um, Tolkien was so um, he developed he was so his, into it that he developed its own history. Yeah, and wrote an actual textbook, history textbook for it. He invented all these languages and wrote them out and learned them and gave and so to the fact that you can actually learn how to speak Elvish if you want to. And so and we all know people who do, who have I, right, right. And so uh, I'm not myself uh, good with languages, so I haven't. Um, I can barely speak English. So Amen to that, brother. So I don't need to add other things to it. Uh, I do know this. I told Allison one time that if I could uh, get a superpower. I think my superpower that I would actually be able that I would actually get if we're doing nerdy when I win, I might even sit on the podcast at some point would be to understand, read, write, and communicate all languages. That would be good. So anyways, but let's get into this. Basically beyond what are his, his reasons? give us his give us his his like top two or three reasons why he thinks Lord of the Rings is a Christmas movie. Right, so he says, beyond that, there's some actual tangible evidences that place Lord of the Ring trilogy in the pantheon of Christmas movies. First, there are elves. <laughs> so that's his... important part of any Christmas story are the elves. Right? That's right. So there are elves, right? Now, they're different than, you know, the ones cooking in the tree or the ones in Santa's workshop, even though the hobbits are very small, right? But... He says that there are elves. And then also, he says that the palantheers, basically the ball that you that they look through is like a snow globe. And, and he says, and when Gandalf dies and comes back, he looks like Santa. And Saruman is like the weird mall Santa that you don't want to take your kids to. <laughs> awesome. Right? But then, even what I, I would say, that's okay. But then... 
what even is more set it apart is that when uh, the fellowship actually set off on their quest to destroy the one ring, they do it on December 25th. So they do it on Christmas. And this was intentional for those that don't know. Uh, Tolkien was a devout Catholic and said that his 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 uh, writings are fundamentally religious and Catholic, uh, unconsciously so at first, but then consciously in revision. And so basically all of these Christian themes keep uh, piling up between Christ-like figures and Gandalf, and all of these different uh, religious motifs keep coming up in his writings because it is part of who he is. And so they actually set off on their quest on Christmas. And so that's enough for me. It's set on Christmas, right? And so, uh, but then he goes on to talk about that, uh, you know, Christmas is, it's a day to be with loved ones and whatever, but it's also for unearthing uh, familial drama. And so in trauma, right? Familial drama and trauma and deep-seated, you know, things, and what's more familial drama than Boromir and Faramir and Faramir? I mean, right? Daddy issues on daddy issues. <laughs> so, right? And so those get unearthed through some of the most awkward things. Good family drama, dude. Right. And so, uh, basically, ultimately, all those things he led to say they are the greatest Christmas and that with the extended versions going roughly 14 hours, it is the perfect way to wind down the year. And as Gandalf, he says, as Gandalf said to Frodo, all we can do is decide what to do with the time that we have been given. And with that time, you should watch the Lord of the Rings. Okay. So he has, he has, he has reasons. Yeah. I think the the kicker reason is obviously that they start their quest on Christmas. Like that's the kicker reason. The rest of it just kind of support floats around. Yeah. So, um, but here's what I do know. What's today? Today is Sunday. So it's two days after Christmas when we're recording this. And, um, so when, when, when this drops, there'll be two days left two to three days left in the, in the year. Yeah. That all depends on when you decide to drop it, dude. Facts. I'll try to do it so that that actually lines up. So okay. and then let me know. Right. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Perfect. And so there'll be two or three days left in the year. And I think that everybody, I agree with this, this article that between now and the end of the year, there's nothing going on between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, yes, most people don't even have to work. It's just, and if you do work, it's not uh, terribly busy. Mm-hmm. So I say that everybody should try to watch The Lord of the Rings before. Before the year ends, huh? Before the year ends. I won't because I'm waiting for my – well, I probably can. I can watch it and then watch it again next month. Who cares? And so because <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings. It's in my top – it's in my top five movies because I, I lumped all basically I lumped all of Middle Earth the uh, the Middle Earth saga Hobbit and Lord of the Rings I've lumped Peter Jackson's whole kit and caboodle into uh, into my top movies just like I've lumped all of Star Wars 
into one. Okay, genre. so question for you then, Mister uh-huh. Lord, are you excited about the Amazon series coming out? Um, I am tentatively excited. You don't have much to go on though, so I don't have anything to go on. So, um, I like Middle Earth. I like that fantasy action kind of place. I'm a little bit nervous that they're going to unnecessarily nude it up and just make it something it doesn't need to be. And it's not because you can't have nudity, and and that's a different discussion for for a different day. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's a different podcast. Yeah, not our podcast, but – you know, I, if, if if everybody wants nudity in their stuff and, and they just don't care about that kind of stuff, then that's on them, really. Um, but it's not Lord of the Rings. And for somebody that is admitted and put in himself that it is uh, deeply religious and um, he's a devout Catholic, then that's going to betray uh, really the source material, which would be my problem with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never read the boys comic. uh but I assume it's similar to the boys Amazon series. And so if that's what your source material is, then, then okay. And then people can choose whether or not, but if you're going to take something that is definitely not that and add it in, just cause you think it'll get you views, you know, then I'll have, I agree. I'm, I'm skeptic. About, I'm skeptically optimistic about it. Right. I'm excited that we're going back into middle earth, but that's where it'll end until I see, and know more of what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. So, but no, we uh, we have HBO Max, and so we actually watched um, we watched uh, Wonder Woman on Christmas when it came out. So did we. And uh, as overall, segment, impression. overall impression, uh, you know, we had our group text about it, and I agree with Trey. Um, he did it much better. He put it into better words than I did, which is why I straight yanked it and put it on the internets. So, <laughs> I saw that that thread. <laughs> that was I'm like, ooh, you got caught, dude. You got busted. Well, I mean, I didn't know Trey was in there. Otherwise, I don't know if he is in there. I don't, I'd have tagged him. I don't know where he saw it or what he whatever, but because it actually got put in a couple of different places. Because I got tired of hearing people's ridiculousness but my wife and i we had these same talks he just let's just trey's more elegant than we are let's just yeah yeah and so basically um we'll just we'll put it this way we can talk about the movie um in detail but his overall my overall impression was simple uh i went in thinking it was going to be one thing uh, that we thought I thought we were getting like a blockbuster action movie. That's not what we got. We got a story-driven drama, like a character-driven drama, uh, more than action. It had action, but most of which you saw in the trailers. Sure, just the fleshed-out version of it in the film. Um, right. But it was more dramatic, and it was really you know. Um, uh yeah so i mean i thought it was good i mean i didn't need to you know i adjusted my expectations once i realized that's not what we were getting and i mean i thought it was fine i thought it was good is it my favorite dc movie no it's not but 
it's not a bad movie, which is where everybody's going with it. Yeah, because it wasn't what people expected, they're saying it's bad. And I disagree with that. I I, I appreciated the story. I especially appreciated the way they they ended it, just on the, on how important truth actually is and why we need to stand on truth versus our feelings or our wants and desires. I thought that was really well done, really well portrayed, and just the danger of, of getting exactly what we think we, we want and need, want or need. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought that was good. Um, my family was mixed on it. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Tom was frustrated with it because he wanted more action. He was expecting more action. And when he didn't get it, he was mad. Um, I get that too. Um, you know, I think I personally enjoyed, uh, the first wonder woman more. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. This isn't a bad movie. It's just not, that's not your typical superhero movie that you walked in expecting to see. Yeah. Well, you know, and here's the thing that we also need to remember is that Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have already signed on for Wonder Woman 3. And so we are going to get a trilogy out of it. Right. Which is great. And so I think and here's why I think it's great, because let's think about it. This is what happened. The movie started and um, Wonder Woman won. Right. Gal Gadot's living her best life. Right. Steve Pine, Steve Pine, Steve, Steve shows Chris Pine. Right. Uh, He shows up. Steve Trevor shows up and she gets thrown into this world where war is everywhere. Right. And so she battles against that. Well, here's the thing. She loses Steve in the process. Right. So then she doesn't take herself back to the mascara. Instead, she stays in the world and she is a, um, so that's the first movie, right? Cool. Introduction. Uh, okay. But then what do we happen? Well, then we see, and if everybody was paying attention, which they're not because they're mad because it wasn't an action movie. So they didn't actually pay attention to the, to the story. You have wonder woman who's existed in time since world war one. And who's just, who's, behind the scenes protecting people but does not like her life at all right she misses steve she's just going through the motions and so the even the little girl scene at the beginning what was the point of that scene truth matters doing it the right way matters you know little diana cheated Right now, question is, did she do it intentionally? No, she fell off her horse. Right. But she didn't want to give up. And so what did she do? She took the shortcut and ended up winning. But then the whole point of that takeaway from that first scene, which was really cool, was that truth matters. How you do something matters. Right. So then you you, you put that before Wonder Woman won. And then Wonder Woman 1 happens, and then she's just going through the motions. But then, right, it's funny because she she grabs the stone not knowing what's going to happen. Like, we have to remember that Cheetah and her, 
the first time they get their wish, they didn't know that it was actually going to do anything. Right. Right. And so then Steve shows up. What did you expect her to do? The one thing that she wanted came back. And then later she finds out. I mean, we obviously knew the second that she got hit with a bullet, we were like, okay, we knew what was coming. Something's wrong. Right. Right. So then you end up, then it, then it ends up being the monkey's paw and it's going to give you what you want, but it's going to take away also. It's going to take as much as it gives. And so we have this. See, I like it because it shows us that she actually was trying to wrestle through why can't I have what I want? Right. Which is better why, than just why is this bad and why can't why why can't I have what I want? You're exactly right. I, I've been helping people for what, sixty years at this point or more. Why can't for once, why can't I get what I want? Right. And so then but then the cool thing about it is that it's actually Steve, it's his soul or whatever, right? And so it's it's Steve, but it's not um so it's not just like a it's a, but a, he it's actually him so he basically explains to her that he's got to go. Like this isn't okay. He's great. Right? He lived a good life and he and she made his life better. Right. And this extra time was a blessing, but right. it can't. Right. It and so, can't and so anyways, so what, again, what was the point? The point of all of that was this isn't real. This isn't truth. And so it's not as good. It's counterfeit. It's make, it's, it's a makeshift. It's, 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 it's make believe. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it cannot sustain anything. That's not the truth. Can't sustain. Right. I'm not trying to make it a Christian message, but dag damn. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyways, so, but then obviously you got Mando, um, <laughs> right. Uh, I saw the, the, the meme, somebody saying, if you want to see Mando be a bad father, go watch. Right. Somebody else saying 2020 was the year of Mando because he's in, he was in, <laughs> he was in like a lava boy and shark girl reboot. And, and uh, and then Mandalorian and Wonder Woman, right? So, and that's cool. So, but he plays Max Lord, and he's granting everybody their wishes, right? Why? Because he wants to succeed. Success is paramount to him. It's the yeah. only thing that drives him. Right. And again, what's the whole point? Truth doesn't matter. Success and what we want is what matters. So it's 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 it, well, it's honestly, it's exactly what America's doing in this virus. Our wishes, a desires, matter above everything else. Right. I want to do it now, my way. Yeah, it didn't get too on nose with it, but you can't help but see the parallels. Mm-hmm. Right now, obviously, this goes global, but then what happens? We realize that if everybody just gets what they want, it's we're going to it's going to cave on itself. It's going to be chaos. Oh, absolutely! Because we all, when everybody only looks out for number one, and truth is not in the equation at all. It's not going to work. So she obviously renounces her wish and gets her powers back and goes. And I really appreciate um, the lasso in this one because they were they were teeing you up 
for what this was. Because what's the lasso? It's the lasso of truth. Right? Like that's what it is. And so they're teeing you up from the beginning that this is going to be key. Right. And so he's got his, you know, he's talking to the world and it's going all to hell. And right. And so then she's talking. And I instant if you were paying attention, you instantly know she's not talking to him. Right. Right. Even though you don't see it, everybody, anybody that was paying attention that's not mad at this point realizes that the lasso's wrapped around his foot. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's sitting there and she's pleading with people that truth matters. Right. And so then obviously he renounces his wish. Everybody renounces it. It just fall. It goes to everybody thing. He runs home to be with his son, you know? And so then what is she doing? She's back to doing her stuff because she realizes, you know, she's grown. What's true. Yeah. Right. And so, what people don't understand is this takes place before Justice League and all of that. And so she's not the same person that she was in Justice League because this is 30 years earlier. Right. And and the, the thing about it is um, when she gets – when you see her show up in Batman versus Superman, she's she's the anchor. These two were both off the rails. She's the anchor that gets them to figure it out like, hey – Straighten up. Why is that? Because she already went through this in the 80s. Right. And so that's why I I hate when people, just because it wasn't a blockbuster action movie, like they don't see how it fits. Right. And I'm here for it. And I'm excited for Wonder Woman 3 that I'm assuming is going to be set in the 90s before, you know, whatever. You know, they, they, and they, they had a bunch of 80s stuff, but I don't feel like it was too on the nose. Other than uh, than Steve trying on the uh, all the outfits that had a fanny pack, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the fanny pack was awesome. Kate's right, like, but they didn't. The fanny pack, it was awesome. She's like, as they're walking down the street after he finally gets the, the one outfit that he finds ends up wearing, and he has the fanny pack. She's like, "What's with the fanny pack?" I'm like, "Welcome to the '80s, sweetheart." <laughs> Everybody so, pack back in the '80s, right? folks. That's right. But see, but they didn't make it too on the nose. That was just kind of peripheral, which I thought was good. I did appreciate in the beginning in that mall scene where she took down those, those robber guys uh, in the background, you saw Walden books. Yeah. Like that's where I got into comics. That's where I picked up, you know, my, my love of science fiction and fantasy novels. So. Oh yeah, man. We had a Walden books back home. It was a nice little homage. They're like, hey, I needed that. Yeah. So I think everybody thinks it's a bad movie is mistaken. And um, obviously I can't talk to everybody. They don't care. But I see growth in a character just like – and people are going to hate it. But I, I don't remember if we talked about – maybe this came out after the fact. But I saw an article about how – the Luke in Mandalorian was the perfect bridge to the Luke in the sequels and that you're still 30 years removed from Luke, basically denouncing the force because of what happens at the Jedi. 
but he's at the height of his power and people think that they're going to retcon the sequels. They're, they're not going to retcon the sequels and that, that people forget that they basically, they're saying that they're basically undoing the sequels. No, they're not. They're making the sequels. They're doing Make, the same thing they did with the clone wars. They're filling really? in the gaps. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah. And so I told a few folks, you know, Go ahead and get out of your mind. It's not a blockbuster action movie. So just get that out of your mind. Just watch it for what it is. Yeah, On the heels, basically, of Infinity War and Endgame, we were expecting some big epic battles, you know, that it would be all action all the time. Um, I mean, I remember watching uh, Infinity War the first time and, like, by the end of it, I'm like, I got to watch that again because so much happens so quickly mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you missed a lot. And so um, here they took time to develop this character. And, and, you know, as much as I wanted to see, you know, Wonder Woman do her superhero thing, um, a little character development is not a bad thing. But who's she going to do her superhero thing against? Right. <clears throat> I mean, in the first one, she was going against the God of War himself. So we saw the superhero thing. In this one, there's no supervillain. There's just ancient magic and... And it's granting people's wishes. It wasn't like he was – it's not like the Lantern where he's manifesting stuff with his mind and stuff, right? And so – and Cheetah, she's just an apex predator mm-hmm. who Wonder Woman handles, you know, soundly. Pretty well, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know – armor to do it, but still did it. Sure. What do you think about the, uh, the mid credit scene with uh, – <laughs> Linda Carter, yeah, yeah, yeah that, it. Was, that was a good way to tie those two things together. I thought, yeah, and her being, uh, you know, a taxi or whatever the the the, uh, the armor bearer, mm-hmm. like her being basically her hiding among, you know, uh, the people. It's like she's not going to play a big part in three. She's just not. She's, you know. But people. She's what, what, 70? Yeah, people love. Not that old. I don't think she's that old. But, um, you know, the people who remember the Wonder Woman show in the late 70s, early 80s, whenever it was. um, Yeah. That was a nice nod to that and and made it relevant. You know. Yeah. that you know, she she was she Wonder was, Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, she's sixty nine. She was oh. born in fifty one. Oh, yeah. She's she was great. That old yeah. dude. Yeah. Want, so too late. I'm probably I'm probably not gonna make it. <laughs> so anyways, um, come on. But. So she's not going to have a big part in the third one. Like it's not, she's not going to go toe to toe with her or nothing like that. Like that's not what it's going to be, you know? So there's tons of stuff that they can do with wonder woman. 
but I think that the third one will give us more of an action movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think it will. I think, and I think it'll end up it'll end up revolving back around the Amazonians in some way. So, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at. But uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm gonna go back and watch it again before it disappears off of HBO Max. Um, granted, also we got you know the other ways, but. Uh, but it'll go back. It'll go into the theater. It's in the theaters now, but it'll stay just the theaters for a while. And then, but I'll own it. It's by, it is, it is, it is, uh, well, I'll put it this way. Marvel has worse, worse movies than that in the MCU. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, but, uh, the Thor, the dark world, hundred percent, uh, Iron Man two, uh, Iron Man two, uh, the incredible Hulk, so I think recency bias is causing people to hate this more than it should. Uh, but I think it'll even out. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. So, but yeah, so that's kind of, you know, but right now we're just kind of in, there's nothing really going on. Right. I'm going to go on Disney plus and watch soul at some point. Cause I want to cry. Apparently. Pretty good. It was, I was surprised how good it was. And, you know, I was, uh, kids were into it. Uh, even, even the teenagers that I have really enjoyed it. Um, um, you know, it had, it had a really good message. Um, you know, I don't, we won't, I won't get into it now since you haven't watched it, but, but yeah, I think you will enjoy it. I think your whole family will enjoy it. So yeah. it's probably, it probably made me feel some things, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause Pixar well, does that. Like Kate, like with Kate being so into music, like she is, and you know, you being into music, like you are, I think, you know, it'll have even more meaning for you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cause I dig music and I definitely like jazz. So I'm, uh, I'm super stoked about checking that out, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, but other than that, man, we're kind of just in limbo waiting for all these Disney things to, to unfold and, yep. and yep, all yep. those things. So, although I did see that, uh, Snowpiercer is coming back on the January 25th. So I'm excited about that. Seeing where that yep. story goes. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I think it's time to wrap it up. Okay. If you have an opinion on anything that we've talked about tonight, keep it to yourself. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, share it with us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Let us hear from you. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know how you think we're wrong, even though we're not. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, we. Oh, I got to wrap it up. Okay. Stay geeky, my friends. Embrace your inner geek. We're out of here. We'll see you later. You're still here. It's over. Go home.